Hi, I'm Mark Fortuyn and welcome back to a brand new episode of The Service Design Show. This show is all about helping you to discover what's beneath the surface of service design. What are the hidden things that make the difference between success and failure? All to help you design great services that have a positive impact on people and business. I've got a question for you today. How do you grow and continue growing as a service design professional? At some point, you've probably read all the books, seen all the YouTube videos, and been through all the conferences. When you reach that level, the best way to learn is from other practitioners. But where do you find them and where do you find the time to do so? From what I've been hearing is that many in-house service design professionals are pretty isolated unless you're fortunate enough to work at an agency where everybody gets service design. So it can be really challenging to find mentors and people you can bounce your ideas off. So most of the time you're the expert who everybody is looking up to, but where are the people you can look up to? And there's another big challenge. When you're busy chasing the next item on your to-do list, it's very hard to find the time to reflect on your practice. So when do you take the time to actually evaluate if you're going in the right direction and check with yourself if this is the direction you actually want to be heading into? Sure, you can get away with neglecting this for some time, but eventually it will cause you to drift away from doing the things you love to do. And when you get stuck in this position for too long, your growth and development slows down significantly and you're less likely to find satisfaction in your work. And here comes the circle. The circle is a community for in-house service design professionals that provides a solution to these challenges. It allows service design professionals to connect with and learn from each other. In this episode, I want to take you on a journey and share what we've learned after six months of running this community for in-house service designers. What's working well? Which experiments didn't work out? And what are the things that we'll be trying in the coming months? So if you stick around till the end of this episode, you'll know a little bit better what's on the agenda of in-house service design professionals and what the pitfalls and best practices are of running and building an in-house service design community. But before we do that, I briefly want to share with you what The Circle is if you're not familiar with it. It's a community, like I said, of in-house service design professionals who get together on a monthly basis to share real-life stories and examples. It's small, it's intimate, and it's mostly a safe space to talk about the things that didn't work out, the frustrations in your work, and also sometimes the lessons that we've learned. The conversations in the circle focus on the things you can't find on Google, the things that aren't focused on entry-level practitioners, the conversations that mid to senior level service designers have. To capture and share the learnings of the circle, we always create a podcast like this after each session. If you haven't listened to the previous six episodes, I highly recommend you do so. Sometimes I like to summarize the circle as a mashup between a conference, a workshop, and a retreat spread out over 12 months. It's an ongoing learning experience. Now, staying true to our design nature, I want to make sure that the circle is an ongoing prototype. 
which means we need to evaluate and reflect on the things we're doing. It needs to keep evolving. We need to figure out what can we stop doing because they aren't adding value and what are the things we need to change in order to make sure that it stays relevant. And we've just done this reflection with the participants of the circle. And in this episode, I'll be sharing some of the interesting insights that emerge from that. I briefly want to go back in time first to share a little bit of historical context about the circle and how it came to be because that matters uh, for the rest of the conversation. So the circle emerged from the question I was receiving from many service design professionals that were that they were finding it challenging to connect with other professionals. It was hard to find benchmarks. It was hard to, once you're in-house, to grow as a professional because there aren't many other service designers around. Now, we had a first prototype uh, of the circle, which wasn't called the circle. It was called the campfire. The campfire was a little bit different than the circle in the sense that we had eight participants there who came together for six weeks to share stories, learnings, and best practices. But what happened uh, in the campfire is that after the six weeks where we were meeting, everybody basically said, we want to continue having these conversations. Six weeks aren't enough. So what I did then is I interviewed basically the campfire alumni to understand how they would like to follow up on these conversations. And then I did something which is a classic mistake. I fell into the trap of trying to design something that would fulfill everyone's need. I was afraid that no one would join the new format if I wasn't checking all the boxes. So what happened is that I made the follow-up to the campfire, which was the circle, way too complex in the early days. And it failed to launch. I didn't find the commitment from the participants that they would actually join. It was too vague, too complex, and I had to go through back to the drawing table. After about six months, I took a second attempt at creating the circle. Basically, I stripped everything down to what I consider to be just the one essential part. And that was about sharing real life stories on a regular basis. People just wanted to exchange learnings and best practices with fellow practitioners. And they wanted to know that they are part of a community of like-minded people. That was all. This second attempt to launch the circle definitely worked much better. We started in the summer of 2021 with our first session and are continuing now on a monthly basis with a very engaged group of participants. And the format of our monthly circle sessions is maybe surprisingly simple. We have a host who brings in a topic and sparks the conversation. Then we continue connecting to that story and sharing our own examples. At the end, we conclude with some learnings, patterns, maybe best practices that we can extract and we collect everything on a shared mirror board. To give you a sense of the topics we've covered in the last months in the circle, here's a quick list. We talked about ritual design. Uh, we talked about the influence of educational backgrounds on your work as a service design professional. We actually had a session on in-house service design communities, how to start them, how to join them. We had a session on service design leadership, what it actually means and a session on progress over perfection, which was basically about exploring how to still deliver impact through service design, even though the circumstances in your organization might not be ideal. Now that you know a little bit more about the inner workings of the circle, I want to share with you what worked well 
And what are the plans for 2022? And to start off that list, let's go back to the topics. In the previous months, every session stood on its own. There was basically no red thread throughout the different sessions. And what happened there was that you basically quickly forget what was discussed in the previous session. Every session was interesting, but uh, the learning sort of uh, don't tend to stick if it's just one session. So in 2022, we'll be working with the concept of seasons and tracks. And the idea of a season is that it marks three months in a year. And uh, this season, this theme of a season can hopefully inspire a certain perspective on the topics we'll be discussing. And next to the seasons, we're going to introduce tracks. And tracks mark a specific type of topics which we'll continue to build upon and explore throughout the year. So we'll be creating recurring themes in the hope that they will stick longer and that we'll be able to build an expanding body of knowledge again throughout the year. If you're wondering what these tracks are, well, we have two and a half of these tracks ready. They were crowdsourced from the Circle community. Like I said, it's very much driven by the participants. And again, this is a prototype. We'll see uh, in six months how these tracks are working out if we want to stick to them. But uh, here are the two and a half tracks we've uh, come up with so far. The first track that we're going to explore in the Circle is on how to measure and evaluate the value of service design. Yeah, that's a topic that's been coming up over and over. We'll be uh, exploring what kind of evidence people use internally, how do they communicate the benefits to non-designers, and we'll be doing that as much as possible through real-life stories, examples, and things that did and didn't work based on the learnings from these participants. In the second track, we're going to go deep inside the practice of service design. We're going to go into the daily nuances of what it's like to be a service designer. It's going to be almost like shadowing somebody because we all know the high level tools and methods, but the real difference is made in how you apply them. So we want to get a peek behind the curtains of the people who are doing service design on a day-to-day -day basis. What I'm imagining that this will be like is standing next to a chef who's preparing a meal where you are learning from their techniques as they happen. I'm really excited about this track because I think it's going to give an insight into the actual practice of service design, which we don't see in a lot of places. I mentioned that we have two and a half tracks. Well, the half track is our open stage. We want to have the freedom to invite external guests and to explore topics that are on the fringes of service design, which aren't maybe directly on your radar as an in-house service designer, but which could be very interesting. So I'm really curious to see how the idea of the tracks and seasons will play out over the coming months. Will it be an addition to the community or will we just go back to doing uh, at random topics? This is what we're going to find out and that's why it's a prototype. There are a few other things we'll be experimenting with as well and let me go over that with you right now. By design, the circle doesn't have a Slack channel or a Facebook group or anything like that where you can communicate outside of the sessions. And again, this is by design because I strongly believe 
that in those communication channels, the signal to noise ratio is way too high. And the last thing I want to do is to add additional work to your busy schedule. You don't have the time to monitor Slack channels to see if something relevant has been posted. But we found a clever way, at least I think it's pretty clever, to make sure that you can address things that are in your mind with the other participants in the circle. And the way we're doing that right now is through something which we call the request for conversation. So what is a request for conversation? Well, at the start of every circle session, you get the opportunity to raise your hand and announce that you like to connect over a certain topic. You might be wondering how others scope a specific challenge or how do they get stakeholders aligned or maybe how they are expanding their service design team. You raise your hand, you post that topic on our mirror board and see who wants to connect with you over that topic outside of the circle. Sometimes no hands are raised in the RFC and sometimes it's a dozen, which both is fine. This is part of the design. It's not an obligation to post something, but if there is something on your mind, you at least have the opportunity to announce that. That part of the request for conversation has been working pretty well. What's been more challenging is to actually follow up on these connections. So this year we'll be looking into if we need to provide more structure to connect outside of the circle. Do we need to have office hours or any other form? And we're probably not going to do a Slack channel, but nevertheless, we'll be doing some experiments to help the participants connect outside of the circle sessions. Another thing we're looking into is what happens before a circle session. Of course, everybody is busy, so you don't want to add a lot of additional work, but getting in the right mindset about the topic upfront will probably increase the quality of the conversation that happen during the session. So we'll be looking into lightweight ways that don't take a lot of work where you can collect and prepare maybe some examples related to the upcoming theme. I'm really curious what that will do to the actual conversations inside the sessions. And one more important thing that we'll be exploring in the coming months is how to actively expand the Circle community with different voices. I'm really happy with the current participants. They are deeply engaged, actively contributing to our conversation and sharing openly. Most of them come from Europe and the US. So I'm also really keen to see perspectives from other regions. And next to other regions, it's also interesting to see more industries and organizations represented because the more diverse this community is, the richer the conversations will be that we'll be having in this group. So growing the circle and making it more diverse is definitely one of the things that I'll be pursuing personally this year. If I had to summarize my most important learnings from the last few months of building and running this community for in-house service design professionals, here are a few things that come to mind. One of the things that definitely stands out is that it took me way too long to get it right. I was way too worried if this would work and uh, I was trying to build something that would satisfy everybody's needs. And what I learned is that the right people will self-select. You don't need to overcomplicate things. You don't need to justify this to everybody. Just get it out there, accept that no is an answer as well and be happy with the people who do 
go into this and are excited about it. Work with them. The other lesson that really sticks with me is that you need to find a balance between structure and flexibility. So for instance, having a monthly rhythm to our sessions has been proven to be a key ingredient. This predictability is super important. People need an excuse to get away from their busy to-do lists and they actually need a to-do list item for that and that's the monthly session. At first, you might think that you're actually adding to the workload and that it's a burden, but it's the exact opposite. Having the circle on your calendar is actually a very good thing because you'll know that there is somebody who's going to collect the wood, light the campfire and turn on the music. You just need to show up and let the conversation happen. And speaking about the conversations, I found that you don't need much to make magic happen during those moments. We don't have a minute to minute agenda in the session. We rather have a very high level process we follow. There's a lot of room for emergence and that's maybe one of the most valuable things inside the circle. What I'm curious about in the coming months as the circle will be expanding is how we can create a warm welcome to the new participants and make them feel at home right away. Of course, existing members have gone through a shared experience over the past months and already formed some bonds. So how do you onboard new members into this process, into this group, and like I said, make them feel welcome? Something that we'll definitely be experimenting with and improving over this year. What excites me most is that every participant has indicated that they want to stay part of this community, even though we don't have a schedule outline for the topics for the entire year, which means for me that they are not here for solely the content. They are here for the conversations they know will happen regardless of the topic because they know who is in this community. So I plan to give you an update on this ongoing prototype in about six months. In the meantime, if you are an in-house service design professional, you're more than welcome to join us in the circle. It's a safe space where you can connect with and learn from the peers inside this industry. And by joining the circle, you allow yourself the time to reflect on your practice and grow as a professional. If you're interested in learning how to apply, head over to servicedesignshow.com slash circle. And the link to that is also in the show notes of this episode. If you want, you can also send me a message on LinkedIn. Just look for Mark Fontaine over there and let me know that you're interested in joining. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. It's one of the very few times that we don't have a guest on the show and it's just me talking. I really enjoyed creating this episode for you. So thank you for making it all the way till the end. Keep making a positive impact and I'll catch you very soon in a brand new episode of The Service Design Show.